Hey everyone, welcome to the Treat Us Right podcast. I am David Williams, CEO and founder of Care3, your host. Welcome. In our last episode, we talked about that moment. The moment that you or a loved one gets a life-changing diagnosis. How that moment can be foundational to the next phases of your life, the decisions you make, why you make them, how they impact you and how they impact those you love. In this episode, we're going to talk about shock. It's the shock that inevitably follows that moment. It's the shock that you feel when you get that news of the life-changing diagnosis. It's the feeling that comes with it. It's that moment of disbelief, perhaps. Paralysis, perhaps. There are feelings that are within that shock that drive what you do next, how you feel. We're going to talk about that in this episode, but we're also going to talk about a concept of what I call aftershocks. Those of us who live in California know about earthquakes, and there's the main earthquake, and there are these follow aftershocks. There are things that, there are tremors that follow It can be for days uh, that characterize and remind you of the fact that there was an earthquake. This is not so dissimilar. That initial shock is an earthquake. But there are incidents, there are things that happen that are aftershocks, that remind you that you're in a life-changing situation. The reminders that say to you, I can't do things the way I used to, that I was accustomed to because of this new normal that has to emerge as a result of this diagnosis, of this life change, this lifestyle change. So those are aftershocks. And we're going to talk about examples of aftershocks and talk about how do we deal with those. Because that initial shock is important, processing that, coming out of that in a positive manner. But then dealing with the inevitable aftershocks, the reminders that your lifestyle may have to change. You may have to do things differently. You may have to learn new skills, new behaviors in order for you to live your best life. Because that's really the goal. Whether it's you who received that diagnosis or a loved one, your life is still your life to manage. It is still up to you to find ways to live your best. 
and you do have that control. So we're going to talk about the shock and the aftershocks. That initial shock is really a collection of feelings. Feelings of uncertainty, fear, denial, sadness, regret. The how and the why. But overall, shock is a feeling of being overwhelmed by the moment, by the information that was relayed. And in this case, by the revelation of a life-changing condition. That shock is all about the uncertainty of it all, coupled with the certainty of the diagnosis. What does this mean? How does this change my life? And that's okay. It's okay to have all of those feelings. That's natural. This idea that you'll have to do things differently from now on because of this diagnosis, again, whether it's your diagnosis or the diagnosis of someone you love, there could be a real lifestyle change here. And the shock is understandably scary. But recognize this. That shock is based on your perception of external experiences. Let me say that again. The shock you feel is based on your perception of external experiences. What that means is when you are thinking about what it means to have this condition, diabetes, heart failure, autism, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, any of these life-changing conditions, when you hear that you have it or your loved one has it, your immediate response is rooted in other people's experience with it, not in your own, because you haven't lived with it. At least not consciously. You haven't done the things that you're supposed to do to help manage that condition. Your experience is based on how you move forward, how you Live your life, given those circumstances. Other people's experiences can be informative, but they are not prescriptive. What you do matters to your quality of life. Living with this condition, or helping or caring for someone with a condition. That's just truth. So those external experiences are what drive a lot of that feeling of shock. 
oh, I can't do what they do, or I don't want to do what they do. But how you do it and how your body responds are unique to you. So in essence, you can give yourself the chance to live your best. Give yourself the chance to have a much better experience than someone else does. And it's a time when you have to get to know how your body responds to having this condition, to having the treatments that go with the condition, and to living the lifestyle that will emerge as a result of having this condition or caring for someone with this condition. It is our job to harness the energy from that initial shock and take that feeling of being overwhelmed by it all, that's energy, and use it as motivation. Use it as motivation to make the best of the situation, to get the best outcome that's possible for me or for your loved one. That motivation matters. Having a fatalist attitude can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you don't want to do that. You want to use that energy and harness it towards the positive and have it motivate you to live the best life you can. That's how you come out of that shock. That's how you harness that energy. Because the reality is there will be aftershocks. There will be reminders that your lifestyle has changed. And after the break, we're going to talk about those. But the moral of the initial shock is this. And I said it already. Other people's experiences can be informative. But they are not prescriptive. We'll be right back. It has been said to err is human. We believe to care is human. Care 3 applies the power of secure messaging to healthcare to help coordinate care when patients are outside of hospitals. How? We call it the Care 3 way. Have a team. Caregiving is a team sport. Family, friends, and professional caregivers help you by sharing the responsibility, the burden, and the privilege of being there for someone else. This is your care team. Make a plan. You have to know what to do and when to do it. Use our starter care plan feature to choose common tasks for your care team to complete. If you're using Care3 with your healthcare provider, they can create the care plan for you. Tap Start Plan and it's time to take action. Accept the tasks that you will complete by tapping the red Accept button from within the care conversation. The whole team gets notified and can visually see who will get things done. Where to step up. You can even say a quick thank you to others for promising to take action. When you get it done, tell everyone. Tap done and go on about your day. Every time your team takes action, whether it's just you and your family or you're working with your doctor and professional care team, Care3 helps you get everything done.
and that's care three. We help you manage all of the healthcare tasks and information on one platform for your family. You can learn more at care3.co slash families. So now let's talk about aftershocks. And what are those? Aftershocks in the analogy of earthquakes are the tremors that follow that show you that the land is still not settled. The ground beneath you is still moving. And more settling is needed before everything is smooth again. That's what aftershocks are after receiving that diagnosis. They're the tremors. They are the reminders that you have to do things differently than you did before in order to be the most healthy, to have the best quality of life as a result of having this condition. So what are some examples? Uh, The first example that everybody thinks about uh, is the reality that your lifestyle now means that you have to interact with the healthcare system more. So doctor's appointments, that's an aftershock. That's your first direct evidence that your lifestyle has changed because you have to interact with the doctor more frequently and more regularly. That's okay. It just means you're getting somebody else's attention and deservedly so. But that is something that is different. You would not have to spend the time that you would normally be spending doing something else. You'll have to see the doctor, whether that's through a telehealth session these days or if that's actually going to the doctor's office for a physical examination or seeing a specialist. That's part of you living your best. So you have to do that. And that's something to get used to. But each time you get scheduled for that appointment, it's a reminder. It's an aftershock. It's a reminder that your lifestyle has changed a bit. The next one that people regularly think about is taking medications. A lot of chronic conditions require medications, and there are medications that are indicated to treat that particular disease. And so those are taken on a schedule. It could be once a day, twice a day, or more. It can be once a week, once a month. But the regular taking of those medications is also an aftershock. It's a reminder that you have to do this to live your best. And again, that's okay. Because all medications are trying to do is regulate your body's response to that condition in such a way that it becomes less of an issue in impacting your lifestyle. That's what it's for. What's the next one? Altering what we eat. There is nothing in my life more dissatisfying than realizing I can't eat something that I want to eat. It's true, personally. But there are plenty of conditions that really do regulate what you should eat in order to be the most healthy. The most common is diabetes. Because you have to make sure you can regulate your sugar levels. So you can't drink sodas all day long, perhaps like you may have before. 
if you want to live your best life. Highest quality and greatest longevity. But it's same for different cardiovascular diseases. For pretty much any condition you may have, even if it's neurologic, what you eat can have a very positive impact on your experience. There's a condition in mitochondrial disease called fatty acid oxidase disorder where people who have this condition have to track every single bit of fat intake and the type of fat intake that they have each day, each meal, add it up, and then be able to display that for a doctor so that they can best regulate what's the amount of food and the amount of fat intake they can have to live their healthiest life. And that's okay. That's them getting into a groove of doing the things that are necessary for them to live their best. So what else? What are other aftershocks? Exercise. The more exercise you get, typically your body responds positively no matter what your condition is, but you may have to regulate your activity level. You may be able to exercise more than you had before. Maybe it's less. Whichever it is, it's the reminder that it's different. That's the aftershock. Some of the unexpected items that are aftershocks are how we manage our homes. If you're a senior or if you're taking care of a senior, the biggest risk to their long-term health is falling. And those falls can result just from having debris on the floor. And so your ability to keep the house clean can have a huge impact on your loved one's longevity, their quality of life. Simple things, it's not always medical, but simple things that can help a lifestyle be efficient and be easier. So how you take care of our homes, how you take care of your home can have a major influence. You can also think of the same in how do you manage your job, given your situation, or the things that you have to work into the lifestyle so that you can maintain your productivity and your excellence. In most cases, it can be done, and you can do it. You just channel that energy, and you get into your groove, your routine. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Other things, therapy sessions, things that you may have to do on the regular that are outside of your normal lifestyle. You might have to get therapy. It could be occupational therapy. It could be physical therapy. It could be behavioral therapy. My son has autism. He gets behavioral therapy every single day. using applied behavioral analysis methodology. It's the proven way to improve function in the life of people with autism. And my son's is severe. And he's done great. Long way to go. 
but he's done great. But understanding the needs around his autism and how to treat it changed my lifestyle. Things that I had to do. And I have constant reminders. But the difference is, is that those are worked into my routine. The more reputation that you have, the more routine it becomes. The more natural it feels. The less of a burden it seems. That's the magic in dealing with the aftershocks is get into a routine. Schedule it all out. See the future. And as you're living it, you're making it routine over and over and over. And then it becomes your lifestyle. But then you can be on autopilot when it comes to all of those things. And then you're engaging again in all of the extra activities that indulge you in the pleasures of life. Not always focusing on the condition itself. This is your life, and you can live it. I know I've taken some serious hits. I've had initial shocks, aftershocks, all of these things. But I live a good life, and so does each member of my family. We know, despite our challenges, that there are certainly people who have it harder, who would gladly trade their situation for ours. Now, I might say there's probably not that many people who would want to trade um, with me. But at the same time, I know that we have it good. But we have worked at it. Worked at that routine. And when we're faced with things that aren't routine that cause an initial shock or an aftershock that's larger, perhaps, than what we've already built into a routine, we know how to deal with it. That's your job. Whether you have the condition or someone you love has that condition. Make your new normal. I'll say it again, make your new normal. Make your routine and you will adjust, you will adapt and you will live your best life. Shock and aftershock. No matter what it is, and ever what lifestyle emerges and the requirements thereof, you can do it. And with that, in typical treat us right fashion here in season two, I will close with a spoken word piece. And it's called No Words. No words. In the moment, there were no words. His diagnosis was somewhat expected since he had no words in 24 months. In the doctor's office, it became official. But that word still hit me like a missile. Autism. And yet my initial reaction was still dismissal. Not my son. Fourth of his name, destined for greatness in any game he would choose. No way he could lose. 
because he had that regal blood, that William Shine, middle name Solomon, born to be wise. But alas, his path would be different, divergent to his preordained coronation, delayed perhaps, but I was sure fate had his back. Our tactics had to change. Normal would be new every day. Expectations turned into reactions. The unexpected inspired new actions. Recovery from autism, unaccepted as an outcome. But come on, we could do it. He could do it. This unfamiliar, windy, windy road has no map, no GPS, no turn-by-turn directions. Perpetually recalculating. Only an idealistic destination were normal is exceptional. But we could measure. Normal is a number. Counting down meant moving up. Our universal milestone? 22. But we were starting at mile marker 140. Who knew at age 2 would take 12 years to get halfway there? Yeah, we have been living on a prayer. And over time he has improved. To my surprise, though, It's my cognition that has moved. Normal for him is already exceptional. He has taught me a new greatness, building in me something I never had. Patience. That excellence is achieved by being your best self in the moment. He is a teacher without the ability to speak. But damn, he can communicate. We know what he is thinking. Like his father, his heart is on his sleeve, which are always short because he only wears tees, and there are days when he teases us with savant brilliance, and others where he sits in his stillness. Even though we don't know what each day will hold, our hope is still bold. One day, there will be words. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of the Treatise Right Podcast. Shock. Stay tuned to future episodes where we have some incredibly good interviews coming up. And go to care3.co slash families to learn more about our services and how we can help you and your loved ones manage your health and care, the activities and the information so that you and your family can live your best. That is our promise at CARE 3. Take care.